Hello there and welcome to In the Shower with Taz and Marcus, a bite-sized podcast that's aimed to be listened to while you're in the shower, but can really be listened to anywhere. You can listen to it in the kitchen when you're preparing a boeuf bourguignon for your, for your girlfriend or boyfriend or lover or family. You can listen to it when you're repairing your jet ski for a weekend wakeboarding with your bros. So we take questions that listeners send in and try to resolve them to the best of our ability. Thus far, we've answered questions like... Why do we never see baby pigeons? Is there a correct way to wipe your bum? Why does your hair turn grey? Why do we fall in love? Why does coffee make you poop? And many, many more. This is our 10th episode. Uh, It's been a wild ride so far, so thank you very much for your continued support. We love you with all our showery hearts. Just before we hit off this episode, last week's episode, we kind of had a bit of a rambling shy talk episode about showers in general. And one of our avid listeners, Sean, picked up on one thing that we said, but never really resolved. Last week, we touched upon the question of what lukewarm is and where it came from. Why is there cold water, hot water and lukewarm water? Who is Luke? And why isn't it just called medium water? How warm was Luke? Well, okay, straight up, lukewarm, I did a little bit of research into this. Um, lukewarm comes from the Middle English word lukewarm. I, I presume that's how they spoke in Middle England. It was a combination of Luke and warm. And the Luke part was an alteration of the Middle English word lu, L-E-W, which just means tepid. And tepid means neither really hot nor cold. Uh, kind of room temperature. So lukewarm comes from that. That little snippet of information was before we even got stuck into this week's episode. Two for the price of one. There you go. Tenth episode bonus for all you lovers out there. Marcus, this week's episode. Oh, I'm scratching to answer this one. I am excited. We are looking at something that every single one of you has experienced and statistically will experience more over the next 15 minutes. We're looking at why we itch. So this question was actually asked by you, Mr. Mark Solera, and I have to say, I've had a lot of fun researching it. I feel like it's something we've all wondered at some point or another, but never really researched. You're lying down, getting a dreamy massage, calming music is playing in the background, hot oil is being dripped on your back, and all you can think about is that little itch on your toe. That is the worst. It's so distracting. You know, you're trying to enjoy something nice or you're just walking down the street and you get this itch like anywhere on your body and it's never just a little itch, you know? It's like it's like my body just going, Marcus, scratch the itch or I will spontaneously burst into flame. <laughs> I don't know why my body is like a Slavic gangster. Um, but yeah, itches are not fun. I know you've been researching this. Itches are on the skin. So let's start there. Break it down for me, Taz Keller. Are you ready? I am. So the average human body is covered by about two meters squared of skin. And your skin is the only organ that is constantly exposed to potential irritation. Because of that, most people experience dozens of itches throughout the day. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Two square meters, that's a lot. It is. What causes those itches? Like, why do I say, like, not have an itch on my leg now, but I did ten minutes ago? Okay, so this bit is about to get a bit scientific. Mm -hmm. So the scientific name for an itch is puritus, and its causes can be wide-ranging. Everything from dryness, disease, allergies, as well as more obvious things like bug bites, skin conditions, infections, and even pregnancy can cause these sensations on our skin. But then there are also mystery itches that occur for no reason at all. Hang on, are you telling me that like I might have an itch on my lower back because I'm pregnant? 
Marcus, you are pregnant. Am I with child? Is that why I'm itchy? <laughs> oh, my God. So, like, you listed loads of different reasons why we can have an itch there. Are they all are they all the same? Like, at, a, at an itch level? Is the itching caused by dryness the same as an itch caused by me being with child? Not exactly. So, let's take an example of a mosquito bite, okay? When a little fecker comes up to you and bites you, they release a compound called an anticoagulant, which stops your blood from clotting. This compound, which we are mildly allergic to, triggers the release of histamine, which increases blood flow and swells our capillaries. So this swelling in our capillaries kind of explains why bug bites swell on your skin. This histamine also activates nerve endings on your skin, which causes an itch. Really? Mm-hmm. So that's like, that's chemical. Like in your, it's it's swelling because the the capillaries like are kind of getting a, having a little party down there. So are you telling me that if it's chemical, scratching doesn't necessarily cure or resolve an itch because it's not like, you know, brushing anything off. It's not getting rid of the mosquito. So why does scratching have a positive effect and why do we do it? Well, if you think of it, as I said previously, our skin is the most exposed organ and is therefore susceptible to irritation. Having an initial scratch may stop the itch from ever really kind of gaining momentum. Really? So if you get there at like the first sign of an itch and scratch it, you may stop the itch from actually happening. Sort of. So, okay, so we're going to go way back. If you think of when we were in our caveman days, our sensory organs were of paramount importance because if we, say, got bitten by a poisonous bug, like, realistically, you could die. So the human body evolved to warn the brain of these possible triggers right away. When a bug lands on your skin, it irritates your skin surface layer and receptors in that dermis layer of the skin become irritated. In a split second, these receptors send signals through the fibers in your skin to your spinal cord and then up to your cerebral cortex in your brain. The function of this is really, really simple. So your skin sends a signal to your brain locating the exact position of the itch where the insect is. Your brain then sends that signal to your hands to itch it. And even though the insect necessarily hasn't bitten you yet, this action simply works to whoosh the bug off your skin. So that's another type of bite. I mean, first of all, it was the histamine swelling things up because you've been bitten. And then this is the case. Histamine and other chemicals aren't involved. It's simply your nerve endings like just sweeping something off your skin. Yeah, it's kind of like evolution's way of changing your body to react to bugs on your skin so you don't get bitten and diseases don't happen. Right, but as you said earlier, the human body is covered in a fairly whopping two square meters of skin and we react to um to, to kind of touch and like small things touching your skin. But think of, say, your clothes. They constantly brush against your skin. So if every touch caused an itch, you just end up like on the ground, rolling around in circles, like scratching yourself senseless. So how, do, <laughs> how does your body know that some itches require scratching and others are just normal sensations? That exact question has haunted scientists for years, but there's actually just been a new study that's kind of started to unravel how this process works. So a specialized group of cells, a subpopulation of, let me try this one, inhibitory spinal intraneurons exist in the spine and kind of act as a gateway between the skin and the brain. These inhibitory cells work to either allow its sensation to travel up to the brain or stop it in its path by kind of blocking the message. Right, okay. So, like, these cells are almost like the bouncers at the door of a nightclub. They'll see one itch and be like, all right, mate, yeah, like, you were involved in stopping a mosquito biting Marcus, so you go up. Good man, yeah? 
But you, itch number two, like you're just causing him to be itchy because you are involved with the horrific alpaca jumper. You are not getting in. That's actually kind of a perfect explanation. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm pretty chuffed with that one. But do you know what you haven't answered yet? Go on. We've looked at uh, why we get itches based on like physical stimuli and then chemical stimuli. But we haven't looked at why does scratching soothe an itch? Okay, so again, there have been multiple, multiple studies on this one. And one of the most heavily researched has to do with pain, believe it or not. Really? Yeah. So it's thought that when we scratch the surface of our skin with our fingernails, everyone I'm sure is doing the motion right now, just as I am, it causes a low pain signal that kind of overrides the itching sensation. So it's almost like a distraction. Really? So Mm. it's like pain over, it's kind of like one thing drowning at the other one. Yeah, in theory, but don't get too excited. That notion has kind of been since dispelled by research, which showed that pain and itching elicit opposite responses. So pain causes us to withdraw from a feeling where itching causes us to scratch, and hence they're kind of unrelated. But the most agreed with theory is most certainly the evolution one, that scratching would dislodge any insect or danger that landed on our skin. So, like, it's just to get things off your skin. So, like, when Jay-Z was saying you know, get that dirt off your shoulder. He could have actually been talking about an itch. Possibly. Well, you know what they say. He's got 99 problems, but an itch ain't one. Yes. Oh, God. I've been waiting to use that pun since the start of this episode. <laughs> um, listen, also, throughout throughout this episode, this is a bit strange. I have been so itchy. Like, genuinely, you know when you talk about nits and your head becomes itch? It, like, is, is, is itching contagious? I've actually done a bit of research on this. It's much like the episode that we did on yawning. Itching is in fact contagious. So physicians say that they started feeling itchy after treating patients with scabies because patients with scabies were constantly itching. And researchers, this is so, so great. Researchers once gave a lecture on itching to see if they could catch their audience out by seeing how much they itched and it worked. Really? I wonder how many people have just been like constantly itching throughout this episode. Yeah, it's it's crazy. So back to this lecture, hidden cameras were like hidden in the hall and it revealed that audience spent way more time scratching themselves during that lecture than during a talk on a more inconspicuous subject. And this bit is even better. Are you ready? Yeah, go on. So contagious itching has even been seen in monkeys, hinting at the tantalising possibility that there could be an evolutionary advantage to scratching ourselves when we watch others scratching themselves. I mean, that just makes so much sense, you know? Like, if I look at you scratching yourself, my brain's obviously going to be like, oh, why is Taz itchy? Maybe I I need to also be itchy because there's mosquitoes around and they are biting you all over your body. But that's exactly it. It's it's, it's kind of, it's built into your brain. Be like, why are they itching? Should I be itching? Why? Why are they succeeding in life? Should I be succeeding in life? Why are they making 35 grand a year? Should I be making 35 grand a year? So it's all it all comes down to like empathy, really. Yes, it does. Yeah. Just before we wrap up, there's one final thing that I could not possibly leave out. Go on, Taz. Hit me. Okay, so to wrap things up on a romantic note. Oh, I love romance. We need to talk about how amazing a good scratch is. Neurophysiologist George Bishop noted how getting a back scratch from a loved one is one of life's most pleasurable and romantic things, saying, and I quote, scratching an itch with a violence that would cause pain elsewhere may be experienced as one of the most exquisite pleasures. That's so true. Even better than that, American poet Ogden Nash once said, happiness is having a scratch for every itch. Dick it,
have, but I hope that answered your question, Mr. Mark Solera. Yeah, it definitely uh, scratched my itch for knowledge about itches. But um, unfortunately, it's left me feeling really itchy. I'm, my whole body feels like it's covered in, in tiny little bugs. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for listening. It's crazy to believe that this is our 10th episode and we've hit 10,000 listeners. Whoop, whoop. If you've been listening thus far, thank you so, so much. If this happens to be your first time listening, then head back to all our previous episodes, have a listen to them and recommend us to all your friends and family. Please and thank you. If you have a question that you'd like to hear answered on In The Share with Taz and Marcus, there's loads of ways of getting in contact with us. You can get us on Facebook at In The Share with Taz and Marcus. All you have to do is search it. Twitter at In The Share Pod. Or uh, if you're old-fashioned and want to go email, the email address, Taz Keller, is... You can send your questions to intheshowerpodcast at gmail.com. Amazing. As we've said before, please tell everyone you know about this podcast Leave a review, rate, and subscribe. Just before we reveal what next week's question is, as always, a huge thank you to Alan, Paddy, Laura, Sean, and everyone in the Headstuff Podcast Network. We are so thankful that you have decided to keep us in your family. We appreciate you so much. We love you. Next up, a massive thank you to Florence Robinson for doing our cover art. We get so much joy from seeing our cartoon faces every week. We hope you do too, so thank you, Flo. Genuinely, look up Flo Robinson on Instagram. Her work is fantastic. So, next week's question. Next week's question was sent in by Ashing Lai, whose granny listens to this podcast. You should all be taking Ashling's granny's example, or even Ashing's example. She told her granny, and now we have a granny friend, so go us. <laughs> <laughs> next week's episode, Marcus. This is a big one, and Ashing, thank you for this question, because it's definitely provoked a lot of thought uh, between Taz and I. Next week's episode is Why Do We Dream? That episode, as always, is going to be out next Monday morning in time for your shower. But in the meantime, keep scrubbing. This has been a production of the Headstuff Podcast Network.